Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Tom, what's changed about dating since you first ventured into the dating world? <laughs> what's changed? Uh, from, well, society could argue that as a straight white man, that nothing has changed for <laughs> us. We've had it good and we're just going to keep blundering along. Um, but probably, I don't know, very societal attitudes and how we talk about, like, what is okay to say, what isn't okay to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably more mm-hmm. attitudes, I suppose, for, from my perspective. What about you as a, as a, as a woman? What Look, you- I think it's the apps have really changed yes. a lot. Like it's gone from personal, uh, a lot of personal interactions back in the day. Like you'd catch someone's eye at a coffee shop or you'd, mm. you know, you'd hand someone your phone number at a bar. But now it seems if you're not on an app, you can't get a date, really. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a huge wrinkle for everyone. The 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 dating apps uh, seemingly they they work. People do meet. People mm. do meet and have sex, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so they work, but they are different than they are keeping us a. Uh, Keeping us away from each other face to face. Welcome to Ghosts of Boyfriends yes. Past. I'm Liz Best. And I'm Tom Harris. Hello. And today is one of our main episodes, which means we yes. have a guest. Now, our lovely guest is joining us from phone today because they're all the way in Tamworth. But it was such a wonderful story that we absolutely could not say no. So I'd like to introduce everybody to Diane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi, Diane. Hi, how are you? Well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really well, yeah. Um, we're out at our um, in Tamworth tonight, so it's, it's a lovely night up here. Not too hot for change. Wonderful. Tamworth, now- for those non-Australians, is a country town in Australia. No, We have sort of five capital cities in Australia, and then, shock to the, the rest of the world, there are little towns in this, in the, Lots in this of country. Them. And uh, Tamworth mm-hmm. is one of them. Pretty little part of the world down there in Tamworth. Yep. Now... Mm-hmm. Diane, our guest today is actually from television series mm. called Better Date Than Never, which is where she started her public journey to find love. Now, season two is just about to air on the ABC uh, on the 20th of February at 8.30pm or iView because this will air potentially after that has gone live. Um, and what I wanted to do, because Diane's story is really quite unique, is have a chat to her about her dating experience as a transgender a lesbian and as somebody who lives in a remote area and as somebody who started dating quite later in life. So a couple of a couple of little roadblocks for your romance life there, Diane. <laughs> uh-huh. You're not kidding. Um, <laughs> it's been a journey, that's for sure. Um, so how did you that, first get involved with Better Date Than Never? Um, well, first off, after they did um, Northern Productions did Love on the Spectrum, Mm-hmm. Then they decided to do the Better Date Than Never show. And they approached uh, ACON, who were New South Wales government's um, body for LGBTQI 
uh, and they approached me and said, Di, you're looking for a partner. Would you be interested in going on Better Date Than Never? And I said, yeah, you know, um, I would love to meet my forever partner and hopefully, you know, find that special someone. So I put my hand up. I was I was really all in. As So it was a great you know, chance to bubble to get a profile um, as well as raise awareness that, you know, it's okay, you know, it doesn't matter if you're old or young, whether you're trans or whether you're what you are, um, it's okay to want love, it's okay to seek it, yeah. I'm absolutely in love with the message of that show as well. I think that everybody deserves to be able to have a shot at love and looking at some people's different experiences. I guess that's what we try to do on this podcast Mm. is speak to people from all walks of life about their dating experiences and what they've learned. So look, Mm -hmm. Diane, how can we start way back at the very beginning is when did you first realise that you were transgender? Um, Probably at about age five. It mm-hmm. was um, one of those things that, you know, um, it's not a choice, really. No. Um, you decide to be transgender. You were born that way. And so it wasn't until I was old enough, because I was, grew up on a dairy farm, um, there was no comparison. I didn't know, you know, I thought we were all the same. But then I, when I found out the girls were different, I knew that's what I should have been. So, but, you know, once you cast and, and we're all cast into our pigeonholes and because of um, the birth certificate said male, that's how you're treated. And so, you know, we're conditioned to be male from birth um, with the blue bunny rug and the pink bunny rug and the whole deal, you know. So to actually know you're transgender in, a, in, in the world that I grew up in mm. was actually, a, a, you know, a mental health issue. And so, you know, we were treated as if we had a problem or something mentally wrong with it. Mm. And for that reason, you keep it hidden. You just can't share it with people. And, you know, that's the difference between then and now, like, because it's so spoken about. Young kids can get help, or they can talk to their parents or get a GP that can help them. So it just makes it so much easier now. But my journey um, was, you know, you did what society expected. You just grew up. And as, as, a, as, as a, a male in a female body, um, or the other way around, um, mm. yeah, at school, you know, yeah, I didn't interact with, I didn't want to play with the boys, that's for sure, and the girls wouldn't play with me because, <laughs> hey, boys didn't play with the girls at school that I went to. Um, so it was segregated pretty much. And, you know, yeah, as I played rugby and did all that stuff, or you sat and read books, and I was one of the ones sitting reading books because, you know, I just didn't want to do that stuff. And it, you know, carried on right through, and I was dead scared. Um, to interact with girls, well, I think I'm going to pick it, you know, and then I'll be outed. And, you know, at that time, my parents, you know, my, particularly my father, was so great that I would have been excommunicated and been a street kid. So I didn't have a choice um, but to make sure nobody found out. Um, so it was one of those things that you just played the role. You know, I've become pretty good at acting male. Um, and as I said, we're conditioned that way, so it's not a challenge. And yeah, um, then you you know I met met a girl. I fell in love with her, um, and because I'm you know um, my sexual preferences for women, then it was pretty you know that wasn't hard. And to, but yeah, as an acting male to find a woman, but now I'm transgender to find somebody to love and somebody to love me is just about I don't know whether it's impossible, but it's damn hard. Um, but you know where we're at and that's why we need this message out there you know 
Um, yeah, Absolutely. Sorry. So um, when you say that you met someone and fell in love, did you? Mm-hmm. how long did that relationship last when you were um, still presenting as male? And what uh, what age frame? Uh, uh, what age of your life was this at? This first? This yeah. Session? Well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I was still in my early twenties. Mm. Um, you know, and uh, I did. You know, decided that I had to have a life of some sort besides work mm. because work just about took up most of my life. Um, so I went out and met a girl, and and she was really nice, and we got together, and um, yeah, we're on the same level sort of academically and the whole lot and yeah I thought she was beautiful so I just let myself fall in love with her and and um, it wasn't hard and we got married we had kids um, did all of that um, because that's what society expected what my family and her family expected the whole deal um, but when I told her I was transgender um, and I was born in the wrong body she said I'm not a lesbian I didn't marry a woman if you do that I'm leaving so, yeah, yeah, basically I kept it buried for another lot of years because we had children and I didn't want them to be victimised. Mm. Um, and then um, after that, you know, I just got to a point in my life where the kids were left home, they'd finished their uni and it was time for me to be me or suicide. And um, I was that close to suicide, it's not funny. But then I said, well, why can't I be me? I should be me. I should be able to be me. And I think we get to a point in our life where we go, well, you know, I don't care what anyone else thinks now. I'm just going to do it. And that's when, you know, yeah, when I transitioned. And Um, so what age roughly were you when you decided to transition? uh, Probably 50. Wow. So from five years old is when you first get a wrinkle in your brain saying, hang on, nothing, I'm not, I'm not quite, something, something's not quite right here. Five years old, about then you first realise, and then 50, it's a long, it's a long kind of, it feels lonely to me as a, a, a when you, ah, when you're stuck and you, right. and yeah. society around you is going, no, you're not, that's not, you're not allowed to be that. So yeah, is loneliness exactly. a good, a good word to sum up those first sort of 45 years? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly what it was. You know, my partner at the time said, why don't you go to the pub with the other bloke? And stuff like that. And I went, no, I just don't want to. Mm. I, I, that's not me, you know. Um, so I just still basically worked as how I dealt with my being transgender. Like, you know, you're just so um, tired at the end of the day being a farmer. You're just, there's so much hard work to do. You'd fall into bed, go to sleep, and then get it up and do it all again tomorrow. You didn't actually think about what you wasn't. Um, because you knew you couldn't be anyway. So you just worked hard, and um, that was a way of dealing with it for me. And, you know, unfortunately, and probably a better way to do it than the suicide other, you know, that yes. a lot of other people choose, you know. Yeah. So um, after you transitioned, at, mm-hmm. how long did it take you to decide that you wanted to get back into the dating world? Ah, oh, probably three years. Right. Um, Heartbroken because I was still in love with my my ex left. Um, so yeah, I you know I begged her not to leave, but she said no, I can't be with a woman who likes women, you know. So um, and I went, oh well, fair enough, you know we all need to be happy. Um, it broke my heart that I was you know what she wanted for so many years, and then when I wanted my turn to be me, that she wouldn't do it, you know. So anyway, yeah, I got my chance to be happy and to be me, and I wouldn't swap it for anything now. Um, I'm living my life as I need to, but it would be so nice just to meet that person, that special someone that goes, 
hey, I love you just for you too. So uh, you'd be you and I'm happy, you know, to be with you. That would be a dream, yeah. Um, and, and, and being on better date than never, um, I thought, well, you know, this is the opportunity that I'm, I'm going to have. Uh, make the best of it. Absolutely, um, I don't. I don't blame you at all for for, for jumping on a show like that, a, a well handled uh, sort of mandatory viewing show like that. Why? Why not? Um, Diane, is it a dating as a farmer, just a, individually as a, yeah. as a farmer? Uh, it must be hard enough as as yeah. a as a starting point, right? The living rural or away from large population centres, large groups of people to to date. So it's, yep. can you touch on that just the, uh, alone uh, first? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, look, the loneliness is still, you know, it gets you. Mm. Um, so, yeah, after I transitioned, I um, got involved and we set up a group in our local, in Tamworth, to um, help people with transgender and cross-dresser issues and stuff like that. So, you know, um, and I also did my counselling diploma to learn to be able to help people like me because there's such a shortage um, of people that travel this path. And so to be able to give my insights and, and help young ones to find their find their true path, then that that was an obligation I think I, had, I just had to take on. And so, you know, that whole, you know, the loneliness thing um, is a part that even the young ones really struggle with and and as I said if if they are not given the opportunity to be who they want to be then they choose probably not to be here which you know in our community suicide is the highest um, suicide rate for young trans kids so you know because you know mum or dad goes you're not doing it you're not going to be my kid if you do Um, get out of the house you're not coming in here anymore and it just destroys them so, you know, this is something that I'm going, you know, well, the more people that see that you're just a normal person, same as everyone else, you're just, you know, finally living through to your identity. Um, and if you look at it, the, um, the whole um, physical side of it, like all fetuses are female for the first five days in the womb. It's only the chemicals that's released into the fetus that determine its sex. Mm-hmm. And that gets mixed up. And it's through no fault of the person, the baby, it's, and it's no fault of the mother either. It's just something that happens in the process. But people haven't accepted that you can't be exactly as the pigeonhole that they've designed for you. So it's, you know, this is a message, where, another message we're trying to spread is that, you know, this is no way that there's just a choice. And it's really, really difficult to, to live this life um, as a lie. You know, if you, if you yourself had to, live as the opposite genders as you know you are, you know, you would find what the struggle was like and, and you know, then you would understand, but it's, it's pretty tough. It is a pretty tough thing. Yeah, look, I think it's wonderful that you've gone out and gotten your counselling diploma and you're you're really trying to help, I guess, correct the way that you grew up and help somebody else to be able to, you know, be themselves a whole lot earlier. I think that's really well done. Um, mm-hmm. Can I yep. ask... How much has changed in dating since you were last dating for you? Like it must be an incredibly different landscape for you starting and trying to date in a land of Tinders and Hinges and Bumbles and all of that kind of stuff. By Australia and, yeah, not wrong. Um, totally, yeah. Um, 
like you were saying earlier, you know, when I first went out and met my, my ex-partner, it was at the pub, you know, they had a dance at a Saturday night and you asked the prettiest girl in the room to get up and dance with you and if you were doing all right, you got another date, you know, and that's how that used to work. But now, um, yeah, you've got to find an app or a site, dating site, that, um, and, and that, look, it is such a minefield in the dating sites because so many of them want you to sign up and once they've got your dollar, they don't give a rat whether you meet someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought to myself, well, and it's doubly hard. I've been on the straight, you know, and, and totally honest, I will not pretend on something I'm not. So, you know, if I go on the straight side, I'm a trans woman mm-hmm. looking for a partner for another lady. And on the straight side, I got no hits. So I thought, I'll go on the lesbian site. Right. And I got absolutely no hits on the lesbian sites either because to a lesbian girl, hey, you're not a female. You know, you don't taste like a female, smell like a female. So, you know, you're not. So that's not what I want. So you don't get anywhere dating females, you know, lesbians. And then... So I thought, well, I'll go and buy Australia, you know, because some girls can swing both ways. So mm-hmm. let's see how that. So I went on the buy Australia site, and when I put my profile picture up, within 24 hours, I had 200 dick pics. <laughs> oh <was> no! <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. All these old guys and young guys, you know, well, we'd love to meet. When do you want to meet? You know. We'll that is and, definitely uh, an authentic female experience <laughs> yes, on a dating yes, site. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes usually. Yeah, so, you know, I got really disillusioned with the whole dating you know, app site, sites and all that sort of thing. Yeah, Diane, um, I don't do any apps at all, basically. Like, I know that that's probably the only way that I'm going to find someone these days, but I just, as a woman on a dating app, I cannot put my mental health through that anymore. Yeah, uh-huh, yep, yeah. no, you know exactly where I'm coming from. I yeah. 100% do. Um, yeah. So how, what have, what dating experiences have you had since you started putting yourself out there? Yeah, well, because I had nothing to go on because I was the first transgender person that would come out in public in this area. Mm-hmm. I had absolutely no experience and I thought, well, hey, I identify as female, I know I should have been a woman. So maybe I'm attracted, I should be attracted to men. So I found a submissive guy and dated him, and that's when I learnt that I am definitely a lesbian. <laughs> uh, uh, just guys don't do it for me, you know. I'm sorry, sorry guys, but you know, yeah, the ones that I, well, the few that I met, you know, they're sort of hairy and smelly, and they just don't <laughs> feel nice and soft and smooth like a girl. So you know, um, but that's just me, and that's a, that's one of the things I learnt that your gender identity has absolutely nothing to do with your sexual preference. Um, and so, yeah, I'm attracted to ladies and women, you know. Um, and unfortunately, you know, as I said, there's things I couldn't alter now, like my skeletal structure, my voice, all of that that gets determined by the hormones that you go through at puberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's too late to stop it. So, you know, I'm a, yeah, I don't pretend that I'm any more than what I am. Um, you know, I know I'm 100% female in my mind and in 90% of my body. Um, so, you know, that's all that's important, really. And that, but yeah, it's a whole minefield out there. And I know I'm not special. I know there's a lot of 28 year old young straight women that struggle finding dates and things too. So it's just a hard, hardcore. 
And have you been on any dates with with women um, in the meantime where things have clicked a little bit? Um, well, yeah, I did. Um, the, yeah, the first episode of Better Date never didn't go real good. Mm. Um, but from that show, um, I did get a, um, a couple of ladies contacted me on, on my messenger side and, uh, and one of the ladies was really, really lovely. Um, we met and chatted and caught up with each other a couple of times, but then I think the fact that I had such a public profile, um, was sort of off-putting to her. Um, so she just went, look, you know, sorry, darling, but you know, yeah, I just, oh. and, and your personality would absorb me. Yeah, so That's a, such a double-edged sword is that they were, became aware of you through your per, public persona and then, there was, mm. oh, yeah. that's, that sucks. Yes, it's a, it's a bit heartbreaking, Diane, but does it, is it at least a little bit, I don't know, affirming to have someone see your story or, or learn about you and then for them to reach out to you, that must be, that must be nice that that happens and happens again. Oh, unreal. You, look, you know, I just cannot thank the ABC and what they've did with the shows because they're so authentic and, they're, you know, they're there to find, help you find love. That's the whole point of the, the show. Um, and they do their best. Uh, so to have that experience and to raise that profile that they did for me, was incredible. I mean, you know, we did Mardi Gras last year and, and just driving down Oxford Street with the group that I'm with in Tamworth and people going, oh, that's Diane from Better Days Than Never <laughs> So, yeah, you know, it really, really reinforced the fact that it's fine to be me, you know. Um, it's okay, yeah. Um, but you still sit at home of the night watching the latest drama or whatever on TV. And you're sitting there on your own. You can't, you know, if you want to go on a trip somewhere, you're still sitting in the car on your own. There's nothing you can't share. And, like, one of the things I have learned, you know, um, probably that I'm more aware of now is the fact that compatibility plays such a big part in a relationship. Um, It's okay to want somebody. And it's okay to think, I'll do whatever it takes to be with that person. But if that person and you aren't on the same page with your likes, dislikes and, and that sort of thing, then it's not going to work. And you can pretend as much as you like. At the end of the day, it'll bring you unstuck. You've got to be 100% genuine with the person you're with. And also, you know, you've got to be compatible with the person you're with. And that's a pretty tall order, <laughs> really, yeah. So, um, Diane, can I ask just in terms of dating, so let's say you meet somebody, I guess, not through an app. How have you handled uh, disclosure? Is that something that you say up front or? Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, you know, if, I, if somebody messages me, well, they all know that I'm transgender. Yes. Because it's a public profile. But having said that, yeah, no, I dress and live full-time, 100% female. And... Most of the time I've had comments when, you know, from people that didn't see me on the show and haven't seen me before, they went, wow, till you spoke, I didn't even know. I thought you were 100% woman. You know, it's only my voice that gives me away with the surgeries I've had and stuff, you know, um, and the mannerisms. Actually, when I transitioned, I was lucky enough to be coached by um, people in the field that was helping trans people. And so, yeah, to pick up and... Women definitely react and act differently mm. than the male. So you've got to lose all those male traits that you've been um, conditioned to for a lifetime 
and then pick up on a whole new thing, you know. Um, for example, uh, a lady's bubble is a lot bigger than a men's bubble, you know. Once people get into personal space, it makes you uncomfortable. You learn all that sort of stuff. And, you know, ladies definitely react and act differently to men, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, look, in terms of the dating scene, you're putting yourself back out there again. What kind of things would you like to see in the dating scene in the future? What would make you feel better going out there and putting yourself out there? Um, uh, you know, probably um, the dating sites that, you know, a few more genuine ones that's not out there to collect your $100 you know, subscription or whatever and then forget about you, mm-hmm. um, but have real dating sites that, you know, we're just here to line up, you know, A with A and B with B. Um, that would that would be make it a lot easier instead of knowing that. And I talked to a guy yesterday, actually, it was only yesterday, and I said, oh, you know, I'm doing the show, series, second series of Better Dates than Never. And he said, oh, don't talk to me about dating. He was a straight guy on looking for a relationship with a, just a straight lady. And as he said, it, you know. But most of them now just want to do hookups. They don't want a relationship. Oh, just, yeah. I feel that one die. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Um, so something that really focuses on a relationship more than a one-night stand or a one-week stand, you know, yeah. And and people that on it that are prepared to put the hard yards in to, you know, make it work would be really nice. And so you say in the trailer for this season of Better Date Than Never that it's sort of a last roll of the dice for you. Are you going to put yeah. it all on the line this time? Um, I went into that 150% committed. Yeah, for sure. I did put it all on the line. Yeah. Um, and you'll have to watch the series to see what happens. We'll have to watch the series mm. to see what happens. <laughs> so, look, can you? Yeah. what do you think the um, significance is of shows like Better Date Than Never in terms of sparking a broader conversations about love and identity and, and societal expectations? Oh, look, it's amazing. You know, um, the first show that they did was Love on the Spectrum really brought home to the fact that, you know, you can have a disability and you still need, need that sense of affection and love and, and somebody to care about you, you know. Um, and then to do this Better Date Than Never first series, um, you know, I mean, the guys at Northern Production got it right. Mm. I mean, we watch, you know, Farmer Wants a Wife and I've spoken to people that's been on the show and had friends on the show, the same as Maps, you know, uh, Married at First Sight. And it's so, you know, orchestrated. So, you know, that was the good thing about what we did with um, Better Date Than Never for me was, you know, it was just a camera sitting there and we do what we're doing now. You know, we just have a conversation and, and they ask, you know, you tell me your story. So I was free, you know, there was no encumbrances or expectations. And I've met the other contestants on the show and every one of them are a beautiful person and they need, you know, that exposure as well to find that special person. And for, honestly, you know, I don't look at being transgender as a disability at all. That's just a fact of life. Mm. But, I, you know, some of these young young people with, you know, really bad mental health issues and, as well physical issues that really, dis, you know, discourage other people from wanting to be in a relationship with them. And I'm thinking, oh, it must be cordon data for you than it is for me. 
Um, so I've got nothing to complain about. You know? yeah. Good on you for being able to look at other people in the world and go, oh, they're, they're struggling uh, in comparison to me. So it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom always about ourselves. You, we, can, we can reflect on nah. others. Uh, Diane, what, what advice would you give to young trans kids, like teenagers, young adults uh, in the world now, yep. like going forward? Because mm-hmm. obviously uh, you're a little older um, part of the trans trans community, you know, you're now uh, so so the kids so these kids that are co- that are coming up now and figuring it all out now. Do you have advice for the, for these little darlings looking back, like these younger younger kids? Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, I actually was talking to a 22 year old the other day who's quite you know upset that they're not in a relationship and all the rest of that. And I I said, darling, you know, at your age. You don't need to be in a permanent relationship. Go out and enjoy your life mm-hmm. for a few more years, you know. And when you meet the special person, you'll know. And don't be in a hurry, you know. Um, enjoy life and get some experience because you've got to, you know, got to take that to the table when you're in a relationship. You know, you've got to bring something to the table with you. It's all very fine, you know, to want the relationship. But mm-hmm. if you're not mature enough to deal with it, then you need to probably wait a little bit longer. And uh, take your time. Just take your time. If, you know, um, for somebody in their late teens and that, you know, um, the clock's not even started yet. Yes, it. right. So, uh, you know, take, don't be in a hurry and, and enjoy as many relationships as you can. They don't have to be intense. They can be just friendships. And even a friendship is a special thing to have with that right person. And that way then you develop a sense of who you are and dealing with somebody else. It's not always about you, you know, um, and so that, that takes a bit of experience, a bit of practice, and unfortunately, this world now is a me world, um, which makes it a bit damn harder. So you know, always stop and consider the other person. Mm, that's really that's really beautiful. That point of just develop relationships <laughs> with people. It doesn't have to be a long term committed uh, uh, marriage yeah, material. Race to the finish race. line. You can. You can yeah, create exactly. it. lifetime commitment at 22, you know. Um, no, it's, it's, it's more about exactly it's in, uh, building that relationship to start with and, and learning what relationships are like and what type of relationship you want. Yeah. So, so, Diane, yeah. through this entire experience that you've had and even just entering the dating world um, at, at an older age, what are some of the lessons that you've learnt um, in your recent dates? Yep, don't go on some of these apps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grinder is definitely not on the list. <laughs> um, and some of those. So, yeah, that's one of the things I've learned. Um, but you'll never meet anybody sitting at home feeling sorry for yourself and feeling lonely. You Damn it. Go, I always <laughs> hope that's how I'd meet someone, Diane, sitting home watching Netflix or ABC feeling sad and sorry for myself. They're just knock on my door. <laughs> not going to do it. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yep. Um, and, you know, take yourself out of your comfort zone. You know, join, join a skiing club, a swimming club, do something. You know, that's how you get to interact with people. You can't meet somebody if you don't interact with people. And, you know, if you're what your, your passion is bowls, go bowling. Um, and you'll get to know the people in the group. And there's going to be lonely people in that group, the same as you, that would love to be in a relationship as well. So I'm taking my own advice. I'm out tonight to dinner with my friends. And... Checking out the talent around the place, yeah, but most of them all married. <laughs> <laughs> it's not doing me any good. <laughs> 
Well, look, Diane, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. I cannot wait to see how your journey unfolds on Better Date Than Never. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity to have a chat. It's been great. That's wonderful. Now, just for everybody at home, Better Date Than Never is on the ABC. Season 2 launches on the 20th of February or on ABC Ivy. You can catch up on Season 1 and catch up on any of the episodes. And you can see Diane and all of the other members of the cast on their public journey to find love. Can I also just mention, I've just had a look at the little PR notice that I got through. Um. Diane was recently recognised as Tamworth Woman of the Year by the LGBTQI plus groups in regional New South Wales and will be on the Tamworth float again in the 2024 Mardi Gras. So congratulations about that as well, Diane. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's great fun. Yeah. Wonderful. More profile. More profile. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, uh, for, well, for us having you, Diane. Yes. I'm getting tongue-tied now. It's been wonderful to chat to you. And look, if you guys are, I think the lessons we take away from this episode is that just get out there and do it. If you're feeling like you want to do it, just get out there. Be your authentic self. Be as authentic as you possibly can. Yes, the and world, take chances. The world is a fabulous place when, uh, as when another person steps forward and says, "I'm this," or "This is me." This is who I am. The world gets better and more interesting and deeper and wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, so Diane, thank you for sharing your one solitary story, and I hope it resonates yeah. with everyone around this little blue marble floating through through space. Yeah. And if Thanks. you, sorry, you yep. go, Diane. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say, no, it's been a great, great opportunity. This whole journey has been so, such a great opportunity to raise awareness and uh, then to see, you know, show the young ones that you can do this yeah. and the older ones. But yes. there's plenty of guys in their 60s out there just as lonely as what I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are sitting at home and uh, think that you'd want us to pass on a message to Diane, feel free to write into us and we'll send that through the PR rep. Um, otherwise, we have got – if you're sitting at home and you've got a similar story to Diane or you'd like to share your journey – um, of dating either at a, as a farmer or at a later age or as, you know, j- someone who identifies as queer even, transgender, anything. We take all and every story because what we want to do here is make people who are listening at home feel like they are not alone because everybody has had dating experiences, good experiences, bad experiences, and we want to know what we've learned from them. So in the meantime, I've been Liz Best here with Tom Harris. Thank you so much, Diane, and everybody needs to tune in to Better Date Than never. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, 
except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.